You're locked on to Utah Jazz Media Day coverage on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Jazz Media Day edition of The Big Show. Uh, we're hoping to uh, catch up with a couple players at least. Uh, we're not sure. We're just waiting patiently. We are. Uh, in the meantime, hey, I got a, a fashion question for you, Jake. Okay. On your left foot, you're wearing a green sock, and on your right foot, you're wearing a red sock. Correct. Yeah, I wear these quite a bit. Actually. I know. I've seen you do it before, but I don't know whether I've ever brought it up with you. What are you doing? It's not It's not really much of a, a fashion statement. Uh, my uh, great uncle on Christmas uh, made it a tradition to wear green and red socks, and so when he passed, like all the, the the family started wearing red and green socks on Christmas. But I really liked the socks, so I, I wear the socks. It's not Christmas. I know, but they're nice socks. Look, see, very comfortable. Well, I don't. But they're okay. Well, I'm not. I can't criticize one for choosing comfort yeah, they, over they, anything else. The kids are doing wild things with socks these days, so I figure I'm in the clear. Okay, I, no, I can't even make fun of you for that. Well, good. <laughs> I'm glad. This was Grandpa? Oh, my great uncle. A great uncle. Yeah, great uncle. My Uncle Mac. All right. So, there you go. Was your brother named after him? Uh, kind of, yes. Oh. All right. Well, I just noticed that, and I thought, well, maybe that's that's a new trend that I don't know about. No, no, it's nothing. Just a comfortable pair of socks, man. Okay. Uh, Gordon, let's talk a little football while we've got a little lull in the action because mm-hmm. it was uh, it was an interesting weekend. And let's talk about the Utes who beat Washington State 38-13. to uh, By far, this was Utah's best performance of the year, and I know that's, that's not even a hot take. It's yeah. the, I mean, they played so well. Gordon. Yeah, they did. And Washington State did not. No, they did not. And uh, Mike Leach made that absolutely clear for anyone who had any doubts. Which, do you? what do you think about that? It was a little aggressive. You know how I feel about that. And entitled and went it, after. It was, it was so over the top that it was hard to take absolutely seriously. You know, I, I would have almost more, pro- I would have more problem with him if he just went after him and ripping him. But to call him fat and lazy and d- entitled, you know, it, it, it's it's so far, <laughs> he's, he's so far over the top that it's Mike Leach just being goofy. He's got a history of it, though, going after his players yeah. after after losses. I guess that was a huge disappointment for the Cougars in that game, I and mean, the Utes just absolutely torn apart. Well, to shut him out in the second half, yeah. I mean, to yeah. shut out Washington State in the second half. And, and we can get into Tyler Huntley. I know he was a big storyline in the oh, game. He was, he was terrific in that game. But the defense, what yes. they did in yes. the second half is mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. Yep. A team that you have to really fight to hold under 50. <laughs> they, they shut him out. what, how many yards a game? Like, unbelievable uh, what they did in the passing game. Was absolutely the steam was totally taken out of what they were trying to do. They well, just they had the leading passer in the country. Can't uh, can, what was this passing total? One hundred and fifty yards. And you know what? I thought it was it was quite evident that they didn't have those athletes at receiver like USC did. The the more contrasting those two games, 
I don't know if if Fink is is halfway decent at quarterback or if he's just throwing the the best receivers in the country because you look at what Utah could do against good receivers but not great receivers take him out of the ball game. Yeah, but the wild card there is week week by week. I and mean, they played better. Yeah, yeah they played better. That's yes. true. Yeah, yeah. One I week you're going to get uh, you're going to get a better performance. I mean, I was down there covering that game in LA and that U defense was nowhere near what it was against Washington State. Uh, and, and, yeah, obviously talent has something to do with it, but there's all kinds of stuff that came into play in that game. And as far as Ute offense goes, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not saying this in order to give myself credit, but I remember when they hired Andy Ludwig, I thought, okay, this guy is going to make a big difference with this coming team. And that offense was impressive. I mean, you're, you don't have Zach Moss. You don't have Britton Covey. They didn't miss those guys at all. Well, I thought Tyler Huntley looked so much more comfortable uh, in the pocket. And remember how we were, I, I gave him a pass against USC because I thought he was running for his life. Remember we talked, if he could just get his head up when he's scrambling and look around and keep the play alive, that would be a big deal. He did that all day against big Washington plays. State. Big yeah, plays. He'd step up in the pocket or he'd he'd avoid some pressure, but instead of just bam, off to the races, he kept his head up. The touchdown to, to Kai Nakua kept his head up, hung in there, and let the play develop and hit him with a, an absolute perfect pass strike uh, that, that set up a touchdown. And then when he actually chose to run – it's so much more effective like that touchdown because he's he's a threat to keep his head up and pass. It makes a huge difference. He, I don't know, Gordon, he played some really good games in October last year, but that felt like his best game as a Ute to me. Yeah, I, well, hard to argue it. Hard to argue it. And this season for the Utes is going to come down to that Washington game. It's starting to feel a little bit more that way. I mean, well, not the Oregon State game, probably. Well, yes, yeah, exactly right. And we saw not the mighty Beeves. We we saw what Washington beat USC, and so uh, now that gives the Utes puts the Utes back in a more comfortable position moving forward. But of course, the Utes have to face that same challenge that the Trojans could not uh, overcome in Seattle. So we'll see. Now, obviously, in the Pac-12, you're facing quality opponents, and so the Utes can't have hiccups along the way. So it's it's really probably a disservice to even look at it that way, that it's going to come down to that game. But uh, it, I think uh, I think both the Utes and, uh, and the Trojans are favored in uh, most of their games. Going, of course, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But it sure seems to me like if the Utes can have that kind of focus that they had on Saturday night, can uh, moving forward, then th- there's a chance that it could just come down to what happens in that in that particular game. Now, of course, if USC and the, and, uh, the Utes win out, guess who has the tiebreaker? Right. But I, I mean, I think USC is still vulnerable, regardless of what they did against the Utes. I think yeah. they're still vulnerable. To, and, I don't know. You know, I'm, pick up some losses. I'm starting to think that Husky team might be a whole lot better than you were giving it credit for. Well, we'll see. You are in love uh, with USC well, and anybody that can. No, no, it. no. That defense was fairly impressive. Well, Jimmy Lake's an incredible coach. I mean, he's he might be the highest paid coordinator uh, at a public school anyway on the west coast i think he is i think they're paying him more than a million bucks i want to say i have to go back and look at it but they they know how good he is and he's he's putting together a, a very stout defense and you should expect that from washington they've been good on that side of the ball for a long time but again the Utes hope along the way is that uh, they will be able to focus in and take it take 
one game at a time and then have SC still have it still somewhere along so they can uh, put themselves back in this more favorable position. But with the way things work in the Pac-12, that's that's not exactly a stretch, is it? No. I mean, who knows? Uh, some team could go to Toledo and even lose uh, well, Toledo. We'll get, to, we'll get to BYU in one second, but can I uh... – and I pointed an observation that I had during the game, and I, I saw some people talking about this a little bit online as well. But you know how we talked about it, it was going to be a big deal to keep the ball, you know, out of the offense's yes. hands and to to run clock. Uh-huh. And uh, did you see the trick Witt was pulling with his defense? So anytime that Washington State would substitute on offense, oh yeah, Witt would substitute his <laughs> the, defensive yes, tackle. I saw that, and that defensive tackle could hardly <laughs> run slower. <laughs> Out onto the field, well, and did you see the guy he was subbing in for? Would wait, would wait for him to come in and say, "Tag, I'm subbing for you." And then that guy would slowly trot off the field. I was like, "Man, well, the there's ir- a there's a there's a game plan from a coach right there, taken to the nth degree." But the irony to that whole thing is that yeah, we had talked about it, and obviously the Utes had talked about keeping the ball away from Washington State's offense. The bonus for the Utes was even when Washington State had the ball, how long was that one possession that they had? I mean, and they didn't score. So it was almost like, hey, it's okay if they have the ball. If they can't score, that was let the, them burn clock. That was the ball game right there. That yeah. stop, that four-down stop within what yard line was that? At the three? Something like that? Something. That they, yeah. were, that they held up with a big tackle by Julian Blackman? I so mean, between the slow motion substitutions and, and Washington State churning clock away from itself, right? You got your job taken care of. Yeah, and but, of course the Ute offense was was really really good in that game. But that defensive tackle substitution was just hilarious. <laughs> was, just that, was that hilarious? Was that super slow mo? I mean, those guys were, take your time. Hey. hey. I mean, that was somewhere between a slow walk and a speed walk, you know, like they're kind of jogging a little bit. You see the shoulder pads bouncing, but you're, you're like, wow, he's not moving very fast, is he? Oh, and then bro. to get all the way in and tag the other guy. Yeah. Oh, like, man. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. But uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think you can say enough good things uh, about Utah on Saturday. They, no. They worked the Cougars, and uh, the defense was terrific, and the, the quarterback play was good. I even thought the running backs filling in for, uh, for Moss did, a, did well, sure. a fine job. Yeah. I mean, look at a guy like Samson Nakua and what he was able to do. And, and Solomon Enos. And I, yes. I was telling you I was looking for a big day from the wide receivers to go make some plays. Yeah. yeah. They, did, they did just that. So they did, and, uh, and so the Utes are are feeling pretty good heading into this uh, two week break. Although that's not really what it is, I'm sure that uh, that Kyle's not going to have the guys out laying on rafts in the pool, you know, blowing bubbles into the air. I'd imagine they're going to be getting ready. Yeah. Or- <laughs> hey, fellas, I have an idea. You played so well. Then why don't you just take some time off? You want uh-huh. the time of possession real quick? Wasn't it like 34 to 26 or something like that? 34-28 to 25-32. Uh-huh. Okay. So there there you go. Utah accomplished its goal. All right, let's flip over and talk about uh, BYU, Gordon. Holy Toledo. Oh, man, you've been sitting on that all no, weekend. No, I, I haven't. I, have not. I just thought of it right now. But it, what, that game, <laughs> BYU, 
That's uh, just well, we'll talk about it. Twenty nine, or excuse me, twenty eight to twenty one, and they lost uh, Zach Wilson in the process yes. with a thumb injury, which yeah. is is really too bad because you know he threw that critical interception, Gordon, and uh, but other than that, he played pretty well. So here's here's the thing. If you throw – this is, okay, public service announcement to every quarterback, every quarterback. You throw an interception, do not, I repeat, do not get involved in the tackle. There. Got it off my chest. Just don't. That would not be very popular in the locker room. Well, tough. Yeah, it's, it's too bad, and we're going to get a look at what Jaron Hall brings to the table. And, Gordon, you've talked to folks down there. They're very high on, on his capability, but that's it's a lot of pressure on a young player. I mean, some of these games coming up, uh, Utah State, Boise State, mm-hmm. South Florida. I mean, it, it's going to be some tough, tough games. So that that was a the serious sounds, blow. The kid sounds pretty confident, but we'll see whether that will translate onto the field. And BYU needs to, to figure out a way to stop the run. That might be their biggest issue. I heard DJ talk about this this morning. He's right on the money. They're getting run over by teams. I told you that's the reason I thought USC lost. They stopped running the ball. Yeah. And they still ran it more than they passed it. Yes. And and that quarterback could run, too. And we know uh, what the Utes did to him. Which they didn't really uh, uh, make any accommodation for. Uh, and, and one other observation real quick. Uh, those defensive backs for the Rockets – they were doing a nice job on BYU's less than explosive receivers. Yeah, it was, that's a that's a tough loss for BYU. However, I, you know, I think they need to keep their eye on the prize. I think the Utah State game and Boise State games are are pretty darn important. I guess, but if you're not good enough to beat Toledo, how are you going to beat the Aggies and uh, Logan? I'd agree, but th- let's not take all credit away from Toledo. I mean, that's a good MAC team. I don't think BYU has any business losing to them. Don't get me wrong, but there's a difference between that and Liberty. Did you, I see, mean, did you met- see the size differential at the line of scrimmage? I mean, I, I just look at that going, this, uh, 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 should BYU be struggling against this team? No, but it's nowhere near as embarrassing a loss as East Carolina was a couple of years ago because that was one of the worst teams in the country, and UMass a couple of years ago. Those are... Those are really embarrassing losses. Well, between, Toledo's at least a decent team. Between the broadcast quality. Rough. What was that? Thanks a lot. Has anyone, has anyone covered Maroney yet? <laughs> I, I, I just want to Is Maroney covered? Didn't they call uh, Kalani Sataki karate or something <laughs> like that at one point? <laughs> I think they got the K and the S mixed up. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't, and, and then when you're kicking the ball into a building – Behind the goalposts, I mean, just what, what? These the guys, those announcers, they really had a rough day. Look, I usually have some sympathy for them, but uh, some of the things they were saying were just. They said they were in front of a big, big crowd here, twenty five thousand. <laughs> I'm like, what? Are we, is this a high school game? What is going on here? The problem is Kalani feels like he's coaching for his job every game, right? Do you do you pay attention to that extend Kalani and not extend Kalani Twitter out there? It not is really. it is going with the 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 breeze, man. It seems like I I feel bad as I was kind of watching it unfold on uh, on Twitter this weekend. I I do I feel bad for Coach Sataki because that's got to be really difficult to to be in the position where you feel like each game you're you're either keeping or losing your job. That's got to be just a, a 
awkward position. I I think BYU is a notch better than I thought they were going to be. But uh, when you lose a game like that and you have the challenges ahead, uh, you wonder you wonder how it's it's going to turn out. And then you lose your starting quarterback. You know, you lose your starting running back. What what are you going to do? You know, Kalani uh, Kalani talked about uh, having greater depth. Uh, well, I guess we're going to find out about that, aren't we? Unfortunately. Yeah, I hate that aspect of football. It's really unfortunate. But BYU's got to find a way to weather these storms. And that, that, was, that was a bad loss for them. That was a bad loss. It may not be a horrible loss because Toledo is, is better than what people think they are. But still, that's that. That's an unacceptable. As, as terrific as it was for the Cougars to be able to beat the Trojans, this was probably, I would guess, every bit as disappointing as any kind of positive on the other side against USA. I think, you know, there's some fans out there that I certainly can sympathize with that it's this one step forward, two steps back kind of thing where you get a win against USC or you get a win at Wisconsin and then you don't build on it. You don't capitalize on it, and it, and you lose to teams that you shouldn't, and it's like, wow, where was where was the team that beat the Trojans? Well, my number one problem with BYU football, and it's been this way for quite some time, Jake, and if you've been paying attention, you know what I'm going to say. Huh, what? What is their number one problem? Would you guess? What do they lack? Playmakers, Gordon? Playmakers. Where are the playmakers on that team? Where are they? Oh, I think they've got a couple. But not enough, sure. Well, Tyson Williams was a playmaker. That guy just goes down. That's tough. Okay, well, he's on the sideline. Matt Bushman, I think, is a playmaker. They've got to figure out a way. But he's the focus of every defense of yes. every team that they play. He is. I think Micah Simon has done some nice things. I think we're all still waiting on Gunnar Romney. I but as Jeff Van Gundy once said, the difference between being great and just being kind of good, consistency. Well, I think that's what BYU fans are looking for a little bit of, yep. consistency. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll have more coming up next. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.